Hi everyone, welcome back to Block Shots. My name is Gautam Dhamecha and in this episode, we are going to take one step further into zero-knowledge proofs. So in the last episode, we learned about validity proofs and fraud proofs. And validity proofs were used by zero-knowledge rollups to prove the validity of the L2 block that they are producing. Now, those validity proofs use zero-knowledge proofs in general. So I thought let's do a follow-up episode to understand a little bit more about how zero-knowledge proofs work. And that's what we are going to do in this episode. All right, so zero-knowledge proofs in general can be understood in two ways. One way of understanding is how they actually work from a problem-solving perspective, from a prover's perspective. And the other way of understanding them is how they work from an implementation perspective, how they look like when they are getting implemented, in a computer. And in this episode, what I'll try to do is I'll try to merge these two understandings. So let's begin. So in one of the previous episodes, what we have understood is that using zero knowledge proofs, a prover can prove that they have access to a particular piece of information without revealing that particular information. For example, if a person wants to enter a building and that building requires a password to be presented, then the person can actually prove that they know the password without telling that password to the person sitting at the entrance. So first thing that we have to understand about zero-knowledge proofs is that not every information can be easily proven using zero-knowledge proofs. The most basic requirement is to use zero-knowledge proofs. We have to model the piece of information or model a proof based on some mathematical equations which can use inputs and outputs. Now, these could be different kind of mathematical equations based on different kind of proving systems. And I'll not go into those. But to understand from a high level, if you want to prove that you have access to a particular piece of information, first of all, you have to create a circuit out of it, a mathematical circuit, which will have this proof written in a mathematical equation. And the verifier will come up with a set of inputs now, the circuit or the mathematical equation will produce outputs based on these inputs. And those outputs are then used to verify whether that particular piece of information that the prover is trying to prove is actually correct or not. And that is how they are implemented in computer systems. Because you have to, first of all, create a proof, create a mathematical equation, and then implement that mathematical equation into code. And then it becomes rather easy to verify that equation using inputs and outputs. So that is how on a high level zero knowledge proofs work. Now let's take a very simple example. Let's say you want to prove that you know your friend's birthday without telling them what their actual birthday is. How would you do that using zero knowledge proofs? So first of all, what you would want to do is select a couple of public parameters and these could be any numbers satisfying a particular condition. Now, selecting these numbers and what these numbers should satisfy could be very different from zero-knowledge proofs techniques perspective. Some zero-knowledge proofs allow you to select prime numbers, others maybe some other kind of numbers and so on. But in this case, let's just say that you select these public parameters, which are some numbers. Then you multiply your birthday written as an integer, let's say MMDDYY, combine everything together. So, you get a number from your birthday and then you get these public numbers and then you create some sort of a mathematical output through it, which is basically, 
let's say some multiplication of a discrete logarithm or something like that. We are just doing a hypothetical example here. And then you give this number to your friend. What they will do is, they already know their birthday. They will also look at the public parameters. They will look at what kind of proving system you have used. And then they will do some mathematical calculations on their side using this output that you have given to them. They will figure out whether you actually know their birthday or not because they will be using their own birthday to do those calculations. So on a very high level, this is how zero-knowledge proofs are implemented. In the next episode, I'll talk about some of the use cases of zero-knowledge proofs in blockchain side of things. So stay tuned, and I'll see you in the next episodes. Ciao.